Coming up tonight on Verse Course Verse, we have our first listener-supported episode. We get to talk to one of our listeners about music, episode 17. Welcome to Verse Course Verse. With me is Sven Shake It Off Knudsen. Sven, how are you tonight? I'm fantastic. You have gotten to hang out with kids all day, so you're ready to drink and talk music, I'm guessing? I'm so ready. Yeah. Yes. That's good because we're not alone. We have the one, the only Rachel Polio with us. Rachel, how are you? I'm well, thanks. You're well. How are you? I'm doing very good. I'm excited. A while ago, randomly, we were doing a giveaway or something like that. We asked people to give us their favorite albums of all time. This was when we were first. I don't even think we had aired an episode yet. But when I first started getting those, I thought, you know, it would be really fun if we had people that actually listen to the podcast on to talk about their favorite albums of all time. And Rachel stood out to me the most because hers is an album that I would never, ever listen to. (laughs) And I thought that'd be a really cool conversation to have. Rachel is a very good writer. Very good. She has a blog that she used to do. Yeah. (laughs) That's her own fucking words. You're just reading? Like, decent writer? Very good writer? I I believe it's I write good. I write good. Look, I'm not the writer, okay? (laughs) I don't have to come up with... Rachel, can you please tell me uh, the compliment that I'm supposed to be giving your Um... writing? A modern day Shakespeare, but with a feminine hint. I love it. Okay. Modern day Shakespeare with a feminine hint. You know, he wrote pretty frequently. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I've been struggling. She also has a really cool fucking job. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. You're a rocket scientist, correct? Nuclear scientist, yes. So what do you do? So I work for the Idaho National Laboratory, and I work in communications, so I do a lot of writing and editing, internal and external documents for the lab that's so that's really cool yeah you hang out with nerds so much so many nerds all day nerds from everywhere they're they're literally the smartest people in the world i have the coolest job are they music nerds i mean maybe maybe there's one or two i hope there are well (laughs) we're incredibly thankful that rachel listens to the show the music that you heard coming into this was by a dude that goes by Ocean Wolf. He doesn't have that much. He has like one album on Spotify, but it's good. Kind of ambiance synth stuff, super mellow. I very much enjoy it. His Instagram is at OceanWolf77, and there's a link tree there. He is coming out with something else soon. The first song coming in was called Shady Days, which is my personal favorite of his. He doesn't have a band camp yet, but I suggested he get one so that we can throw money at yeah. him uh, and, and buy his Love music. Love to support artists. And then also, speaking of other listeners, or I am shouting out a podcast called Songs for Win. Songs for Win is a really good idea for a podcast. They come up with a playlist. The one that I listened to, it was called You Haven't Cried for a Really Long Time and Just Need to Let It All Out. <laughs> so they make a playlist. <laughs> this and then they talk about that playlist it's really fucking witty you know they have a really good rapport really really easy listen so check that out too at songs for win find them on spotify same just go to their instagram do the link tree that's the easiest way to find anybody nowadays is just go to their instagram and do the link tree the podcast we are going to talk about rachel's 
favorite album of all time, all time. right? All time. I don't know that it's my favorite album of all time. Oh, oh, really? <laughs> now we're backtracking. No, no, no. Yeah. Uh, it's a good Let al- me ask it this way then. <laughs> Is this really your favorite album of all time, or were you trolling me? When you sent this, can I say? Please, please say you were trolling. It's kind of both. I fucking Here's knew the, it. <laughs> I knew yes, it. Yes. Here's the thing: is I was just like, "What album do I like that David would hate the most?" Oh my god. <laughs> so, so that's what I went for. I do love the album. I do think it's a great album. But I know that as much as I love it, you hate it so much more. And that's what <laughs> was going through my head when I was like, uh, what's, what's what, my favorite album? <laughs> what the hell did I get myself into between, the, <laughs> between you two? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, the funny thing is, is I didn't even want to ask that question because I was like, is that a super dick thing to ask? Like, are, were you just fucking trolling me? But it turns out that she... <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm calling it listener supported. What I've found is that as I'm listening to a lot of other podcasts... There's this whole aura around the podcast that it almost feels like people should be lucky that they get to listen to them, which is very silly. Podcasters, in a lot of ways, it's a very egotistical art form because you're basically saying people should want to listen to me talk for <laughs> fucking three hours. Exactly. <laughs> so and this is us yeah. acknowledging that that's not at all what podcasts are. We are the ones that need to be thankful to people listening. And that's why we're going to do this. We're going to do this probably every 11 or 12 episodes. We're going to have somebody on that listens to the podcast to talk about their favorite album or the album they decide they want to most troll David with. I don't, <laughs> but we just, we want listeners to know how much we appreciate them because we do, we do. We want to build an active environment for our listeners. I think with that, unless anybody else has anything to add, we should move on to the most important part of the night, which is what are we drinking? I'm actually going to start with Rachel because I saw what she was drinking and I am confused. Oof. What are you drinking tonight? So I have three drinks. You belong on this podcast if you have three (laughs) drinks. Yes. Yes. I'm ready to go. I'm prepared. I'm starting out with a peppermint patty Bud Light seltzer. Left over from Christmas. It is so gross. I hate hard (laughs) seltzer so much. There's no flavor in them in the first place. And I can't really, I've had the COVID, so I can't taste really very much at all anyway. But the flavor is a hint of hint of peppermint, peppermint patty, but it's like the Bud Light truck drove over a peppermint patty. It's not good. Uh, I guess we're never getting sponsored by Budweiser. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like Sven would have ever wanted that. Yeah. Oh, oh damn. <laughs> so you've got a, a Christmas Budweiser. <laughs> I've got a Christmas Budweiser. You said three drinks. I do have three drinks. Minty. What is that? What is this? Oh, oh, Diet Coke and vodka. Sven wins. Diet Coke and vodka. Taylor Swift, is she sponsored by Diet Coke? Yeah, that's exactly what the it is. The TS drink. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, and then the third is just a pina colada. What do you mean just a pina colada? It's just a pina colada. Wait, that looks fantastic. Okay, it is. And also these cups, this is like a Yeti cup. So that will be frozen for like two hours. Wow. So that's why I'm drinking Order of Operations Bud Light, Coke, and then the pina colada. I am drinking, can you tell me what this is? I'll give you a hint. To me, this album is basically Sex and the City on fucking... It's a Cosmo. I am drinking a Cosmo. Of course you are. (laughs) 
I got simple syrup. I got lime juice. I got cranberry juice. I've got some vodka, some curacao, a little bit of maraschino in there and a lime wheel. And I'm, I'm ready to go. I feel like I'm, yeah. Sven, what are you drinking it's, tonight? It's a break side. side. That is I, a pretty can. It's an awesome can, dude. Anything with rainbows and unicorns wearing a t- suit and tie, I'm there. That's very specific, it's, but yes. I know. Tropical. Bra- is Breakside the brewery, or is yes, that sir. the name of the beer? It is. Uh, where are they where from? Where are they from? Uh, Portland. Of, of the West Coast, Portland. That's where I'm from. Right, Rachel? I don't fucking know, Dave. <laughs> I guess we should cover this now. I'll make this Thank I'll make you. this my corrections corner for the episode. We have some listeners that have a huge huge we have one listener that ha, that has a huge huge fucking problem with the fact that we when we're talking and we're talking about cities and I say Portland, but then when we're talking about states I say Washington. So here's the thing. I live in Vancouver, Washington, which is basically a suburb of Portland, Oregon. It's another state. It's another state. Though. Now, here's the problem. If I say Vancouver... People think Canada. Exactly. Right? Which okay. is nothing wrong with being Canadian, you dick. I love Canada. But here's the thing. Seriously, if I say I'm from Vancouver, everybody thinks Canada. You could just say you're from Washington. So it's just easy. Or outside of some city so, in Washington. Or in southern Washington. Or right above Portland. You're not in Portland. Yes, ma'am. Okay. No. Okay. I'm saying, okay, I'm conceding. Okay, good. I'm glad we're on the same page. This all right. Is, I, I don't think I'm going to have to talk at all this whole episode. <laughs> I'm just going to sit here and drink my rainbow beer. Honest question then. Let's say I'm in New York and I'm hanging out with people that don't know anything about anything. Mm-hmm. Why would you do that? I wouldn't, but let's say I was. They are saying, where are you from? And let's say I was born in Nampa, Idaho. Mm-hmm. Do I say Nampa, Idaho, and then go into this diatribe about how it's right by Boise? Do you know Boise? And then they say, oh, yeah, yes! that's the blue turp, everything. That... No, you just say, I'm from Idaho. I'm from Boise, whatever. You don't say it because that's not where you're fucking from. That's the thing. Honestly, as somebody who lived in Boise, I think that I am very snobby about this because I always say I'm from Boise and then people go oh like where and I'm like fucking West Boise so you're like a New Yorker about Boise you know, you, yeah you are like tearing my world apart so I completely disagree with that I think it's silly I will say that like when we purchased the house that I'm sitting in right now it was a very big deal to make sure that we stayed in Boise city limits exactly like, but I feel like if you if you live in Boise and you're talking to someone in let's say you're in New York talking to you just say Idaho because well, yeah. I kind of know what the. I think situations breed habit. And I, I just got sick of explaining that Vancouver wasn't that Vancouver, that it's another Vancouver, and that it's down south in Washington, and that's right by Portland. So I just stopped doing that and saying it's just fucking Portland. Because it is. It's literally on the border. That is the show tonight. <laughs> Hope everybody liked it. Sven, you're the tiebreaker. Do I say. Washington? Do I go through the whole diatribe of Vancouver, this, that, this? What do I do? I I don't care. Sven, what do I do? (laughs) Dude, okay. I think you have a fair point. I think of Vancouver, British Columbia when someone just says Vancouver. But but to Rachel's point, you don't even live in Oregon, man. But that's dumb. Are you just like not proud to be in Washington? I am way more proud of Washington than I am of Oregon. If you just say like I live in Washington, it's it can be anywhere. Like think of like the the area. By what like, you're saying, I should just say I'm from Seattle because that's my favorite city of all time anyway. And I live in Washington. I live outside I Seattle. That How would well be fine wanna, too. I Shut live in a suburb up. of Portland. <laughs> 
Why are we still? It doesn't matter. This is all getting edited out. It does not matter. <laughs> That's what everybody is drinking. I'm excited to get into this. This is going to be really fun. We're going to take a break and then we will be right back and we're going to answer the age old question. Are we out of the woods yet? 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 I wish you would. <laughs> Rachel, are you are you so happy that you <laughs> yes. agreed to do this? I'm so happy. All right. We'll, we'll be right back. Now she's got the hair up. Oh, yeah, it's really hot. Serious. And she's super serial. I'm a good person. Eh. Oh, eh. Mm-hmm. I'm at least the second nicest person in the room. Let's talk about Rachel's favorite album of all time, which is 1989 by Taylor Swift. Well, now I have to ask, though, because you <laughs> said that you were basically trolling me a little bit. So have you had time to think on that? And do you have an actual favorite album of all time? Oh, and gosh. I want to know how you knew that David was going to be so repulsed. I, I'm not a hard guy to read. Not, yeah. <laughs> I still can't pick your like top or bottom picks off of any of the... No. So clue me in. I feel like Rachel knows more about what's going on in that head of yours, David. <laughs> I just feel like I know what David thinks is garbage <laughs> and what I think he thinks is actual music that should be paid for. And listen to the paid for thing that is that is well put that is very well put <laughs> did you ever get the vinyl or did you just bitch about how expensive we will t- it was i did not get it is insane oh my good god it's i could so not expensive. find a vinyl for under 99 dollars. so i could find them for 40 really yeah. but let's just touch on this now like, then record exchange didn't have it it is hard to get and the ones that you can get are fucked if you go onto that company or amazon because i go through the reviews of these albums to try to find funny reviews. And all of the reviews are 1% vinyl. The vinyl's fucked. It's warped. I got two number two vinyls. I didn't get the right this. I didn't get the right that. So Hmm. I was definitely not going to take the chance of buying this vinyl. Plus, complete honesty, besides the fact that my daughter loves this shit, (laughs) I'll never listen to it again. You skirted the question. Do you have a, a real favorite album of all time? I don't know. I'd have to think about that, to be honest. Okay, well, you because have there's... about an hour and a half. <laughs> I... <laughs> you have three drinks. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. While you're thinking about it, I'll go through the factual crap. Yeah. This was released in 2014. This was Taylor Swift's fifth album. From what I understand, it was her first official full No Country on It album. Is that correct? I believe so, yeah. They say the one before it is kind of a mix of country and pop. Mm -hmm. When you hire Max Martin to produce and co-write, I think you are head on, I'm making a pop album. You you hired the Ace of Bass guy and the Britney Spears and Backstreet Boys guy. This was recorded in all of the cliche places, LA, Brooklyn, Stockholm, Nashville, I think there were a couple others. And like you said, I actually listed them. I'm going to go through it. These are the credited producers on this album. Max Martin, Taylor Swift, Jack Antonoff, Nathan Chapman, Imogen Heap, mm-hmm. <sighs> Matt Man and Robin, Ali Payami, Shellback, Ryan Tedder, and Noel Zancanella. So all, that is a lot of producers. There's only for... 10. <laughs> How many songs are on the album? I only counted 10. Is there uh, not? There's, there's more than that, slightly. It won a ton of awards. It's mm-hmm. Taylor Swift, a ton of commercial success. 
Taylor Swift became the first artist to have three albums each sell over one million copies within their first week of release. It spent 11 weeks on the very top of the billboards. All of the commercial success you could possibly have. She's most popular artist of the last decade. But that's really all the basic facts that I want to get into without going into some other stuff later on. With that, I kind of want to hand this over to Rachel and let her free flow a little bit about the importance of the album to you, what it means to you, why you enjoy it. You can be as specific as you want. You can be as broad as you want. What is it about this album that makes it your absolute favorite of all time? No question. <laughs> it just has so many sick beats, right? I think the, the 15 year old girl in me combined with the, the English major just likes that it's fight me. I don't care. Good writing outside of a couple of really irritating choruses that she writes. The lyrics are just kind of more thoughtful than most regular pop music that comes lyrically? out. So lyrically. you're saying lyrically, not musically. I, no, lyrically. I see, I see yeah. some issues <laughs> taken. Like... Yes. It's not original musically, but lyrically, I feel like it is a little different than most of the pop bubblegum stuff that at least that we grew up with. Mandy Moore, Britney Spears pushing out the same song over and over again. Why do you think that is? Do you think, because I do agree, I do think that she writes her own lyrics. She talks about her own lips more than <laughs> 90s rappers talked about asses. Like she <laughs> talks so much about her own lips. So I found on the deluxe version of the album, and then there were a couple other things, she actually talks about her writing process right which essentially for the most part is i find the greatest producer of all time and i'm like hey i really want to work with you can we work together and then you know or there was another one that was th that she's at a dinner with one of the producers and the producer plays her a beat and she's like omg can i have that and then she just kind of gets it so a lot of that is positional she got that because she gets to have these dinners with these people, which good for her. She's... I don't know. Is that that different than how a lot of pop gets produced, though? Not at all. No. That's why I don't. And even if you're not at a dinner, you can just go on like airbit.com and buy a sick beat. Which, and I don't, and I'll say this now, I don't hate Taylor Swift. Her as a person, I don't know her. And I'm very good at distancing who I imagine the person probably is to their art. I don't care about Taylor Swift one way or the other. I don't think this is a very well-written album, but I feel like a lot of people actively hate it. But at the same time, you know what? I tried to find... It is so hard to find negative reviews about this album. I tried to find, like, funny reviews. It was really hard. People fucking love Taylor Swift, which made me feel more of an odd man out. And then I have this whole internal struggle of, am I really just the old prick that... Yes. <laughs> I am the guy that Shake It Off was written about. Yeah. You are the haters. <laughs> Okay, and I'm going to argue with you about the just finding a good producer thing. And yes, maybe that's something that she has done and did with this album. But when she was, you know, 15 years old writing her first album, I don't think that she has gotten more talented than she did from her first album. I think her lyrics are more mature, but I don't think they're exponentially better than they were. And so I don't think that grabbing good producers, stealing sick beats is why this album is so well liked. I so I don't know if we touch on this now. Even then, her writing songs at 15 in Nashville, mm -hmm. she had so many opportunities that were handed to her. My kid, when she gets to be 15, is going to be like, Daddy, I want to be a star. I want to be a country music star. 
but I'm not a third generation banker that says, okay, let's move to Nashville and I'm going to buy a record label and then we're going to produce you an album. Oh shit. That is Taylor Swift's <laughs> story. Absolutely. And you could say it's the same thing with Jessica Simpson. Her folks poured money into her and were like, now you're famous and this is a thing. But the thing is, is you can put a ton of money into something and people will still think it's shit. Yeah. You can pour millions of dollars into a movie and it can just fucking bomb. Her dad's not buying every album. Every parent, I think, is going to support their kid's passion. You want them to succeed. You want them to win. You're going to pull in whatever resources you have. So yeah, she was fortunate in that sense. But having the opportunity and then actually making something out of it are two different things. There's lots of people that have opportunities and then come up with garbage or they throw it away. They take it for granted. They don't actually capitalize on it. We all have this built up perception of people that sometimes maybe get the opportunities easier than some of the rest of us, you know, like they didn't really earn it. But I feel like they had to earn it after the fact. I think one thing I've always loved about Taylor Swift is I've always felt that she has a certain class and grace and she doesn't compromise certain values or certain parts of what make her her. I think she's kind of stuck to what she's good at. She knows what she's good at and she kind of comes back to that no matter who else she has working with her. I definitely Yeah, David. Sorry for the long no, rabbit that's good. hole. <laughs> that's great. Like I said, I don't know her. I don't think she half-asses anything. I'm sure she works hard. Yeah. She's done a good job of branding herself. I will say I kind of disagree. There's one song that really stuck out on this album that for me kind of showed what her process is. And mm -hmm. that is the one with Image and Heap produced the song Clean. So when that song comes on, do you know what I hear? I hear Image and Heap. Yeah. 110%. That song is so her. And that's such a distinct sound. It's hard because maybe Taylor Swift just really wanted to work with her. And was like, hey, can you come up with a you style song that we can do? But to me, that kind of symbolizes that she's just taking what another producer is going to do and just kind of adding her lyrics to it and making it a Taylor Swift song. But that's what collaboration is. Yeah, but that's true. But if I'm going to, why can't I just listen to an Imogen Heap song then? Why do I have to have Taylor Swift in on it? Well, you can, but like, <laughs> sometimes you take two things you like and put them together. Peanut butter and jelly. Peanut butter and jelly. That sounds disgusting. I know. Also, if you want to fight about how many producers she had, you can think about the fact that every fucking song doesn't sound exactly the same because... Different people are helping out on it. Yeah, but that is that good or bad? But that that's speaks good. To my point. I'm not listening to the same fucking song 15 times. Yeah, like it's not a boring true. ass album to listen to. They sound very different. But then don't you get Joyner Lucas disease where every song <laughs> is like she's singing the exact same thing on every song? It's all about how cute her and her boyfriend are walking in New York together or how the guy's shit out of luck because she blew it. I don't think her boyfriend's mentioned in New York. <laughs> You're right. No, I just. The, there were two songs, and it kind of drove me nuts. And the first song was about how she's portrayed in the media, which, I, first off, I'll say I completely agree. It must be really, really fucking hard to be a girl of her age, who how she was in her early 20s, having like every single relationship. So she's a very pretty girl in her early 20s in all these huge famous circles around all these beautiful dudes. Even, I don't know, Channing Tatum's and... She had some pretty high level but that's, relationships. She dated some pretty name but who gives a fuck she's like in her people, early 20s people, that's what you're supposed to be doing if i have access to all these beautiful women in my early 20s of course i'm gonna date a shit ton of people like why why would people have a problem with that and i think she got this really bad 
flack for people still saw her as this 15 year old little Nashville girl, which I don't think she ever was in the first place. And they're judging her because she's dating. Okay, I'm going to fight you. Oh, God, everything. (laughs) I thought I was being nice. Just a little bit. You're just wrong. You're not being mean. (laughs) I think that it's the age old. Yeah, as a dude, you can just fuck whoever you want as many dudes as you want. That's not true anymore. uh, Everybody hates John Mayer. Because he was in the... Well, he tried... Because he dated a bunch of Apparently treated them like garbage, which is why everybody hates him. But look at Leonardo DiCaprio, who's also dated absolutely everyone. Do people think he's garbage? No, but I'm sure he's a piece of shit. I'm sure he is. (laughs) Yeah, but for totally other reasons. But he's a fine actor. But yeah, no, she's out dating yeah. all these different dudes all the time, and she's a girl, so it's it's very different when a girl's dating 20 guys and a guy dates 20 girls. But I'm saying I agree with that. I think that's stupid. I don't think the, the media should care about that, and I don't think it should... I do think it's... I'll say, like, I almost feel like the fact that she writes songs about it makes it a bigger deal than the media well, does. Exactly. Um, Thank you. So I, I kind of see that that part of there, it. There's uh, there's also the write what you know. Rappers, fucking bitches, and... Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> when I listen to this, honestly, what I hear, which is a problem in rock, it's a problem in every genre with every artist, is once you get to where you are a fucking million dollar singer and she is a hundreds of millions of dollar singer. A lot of the really good art as far as music is written in the hard times, in the hard spaces. It's the people trying to make it that are writing the brilliant stuff. It's the people that are starving and playing every night at some concert. And once you get to where she is, it's hard to find that motivation that makes good music. Is that water? I can drink water. I'm not, I don't want to. Let the record show David is drinking water. This isn't fucking Coyote not... Ugly. I'm allowed to have water. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Do we serve water? Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> I am a human. I literally need water to exist. Yes. Okay, but my whole point is she has one song where she's talking about how she's so sick of this media stuff and she's sick of her relationships being talked about. And in the very next song, she's talking about her relationship. She's writing a song that's talking about her relationship to hundreds of millions of people about how her and her boyfriend are so cute and he's got that hair and I've got my lips and we're beautiful and we're walking down the street (laughs) and look at us. That kind of drives me nuts a little bit. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) That is the best response. So Sven, give me a song that you really did like on this album. It's easier for me to tell you the, the one song I didn't like. Because there was only one. So um, you you liked this album? I did, with the exception of Blank Space. And, and you know me, okay? It, when when you're talking to me about favorite songs and things like that, a lot of this is not going to apply to y- both of your arguments because that's the last thing I judge things on. Yeah. If something gets me excited and I can listen to it, I don't care what the lyrics are. It could be Watermelon Cantaloupe, and that's the lyrics. And if if it's a good It'd melody... Be a good jazz and song. A good, uh, yeah. You could scat the entire thing. <laughs> what probably draws me in is the production and then the instrumental writing. I think it was awesome. Subject matter wise, like I, it's a lot of it I can't relate to. Um, 
I've never been in her shoes. There were specific parts of songs, you know, music and songs that I really fucking like. Yeah. I am a sucker for like neo synth and all that. And there were a couple songs that were right up my alley as far as that's concerned. Yeah. I, I bob my head to all of these songs, <laughs> except Blank Space. So. Blank Space the, is the is the the one with like that lyric oh that my nobody God. freaking knew what it was. And they thought she was saying Starbucks, but it's Got not, a lot of Starbucks nothing lovers. to do with freaking yeah. Starbucks. It's, it's a long that's list how of my daughter lovers but and yeah which is fine god if i, I don't know why that do you one's love so that song rachel but, i love um, that song i know you do it, you it do. comes down to the writing if you look at just the lyrics and ignore how much the song irritates you the lyrics are written in an evolutionary way this is how a relationship starts this is how i'm going to act this is what's going to happen in the end you were an idiot for getting involved in this in the first place but yeah i can i get that it's it's hard to understand in places and it's really fucking irritating because it was super overplayed when it debuted. I think that probably added the most to it is how much it was overplayed. But there's something about just the way she delivers it. I think that she does almost like a purposefully theatrical Valley girl sort of. Yeah. One of the things that you said was that you can't really relate to the album. And that's something that I wanted to touch on with Rachel. Do you think that, for example, me, I'm, I'm not the target audience for Taylor Swift anyway. Like she's not, of course, she doesn't care that I don't really like her album. Do you think that that is a personal problem that I need to get over, for example, or that that's a, how would I put it? Is it a flaw or is it just person to person? I think that every time you put out a piece of art, you can't think that everybody is going to love it. And so I don't think it's shocking that neither of you, you know, you obviously more David because you're an old grump, (laughs) hate this album. It wasn't made for you. This is made for, for women 15 to 25. And that age group buys albums, goes to concerts. And if you make enough money in that age group, then what does it fucking matter? If you're a dude that doesn't like Taylor Swift. Wait, 15 to 25? Yeah. I know a lot of women well over 25 that bang this shit. Go fuck yourself. (laughs) I'm 26. Is there anything about this album that you don't like, Rachel? Not, I'm not talking song specifically, but are, are there certain things that bug you or is it just an all out, I can just put this in and just fucking No, jam? there's absolutely stuff that I don't like. And it's the, the repetition on the choruses. You had mentioned the out of the woods mm. thing. Like, I heard you the first time and I heard you the 35th time. <laughs> we don't need to repeat <laughs> the same line over and over and over again. And she does that in quite a few songs and it just makes me want to lobotomize myself see and i absolutely love that it's lazy see and i absolutely love you like that she does that i do okay i mean you're wrong that's okay go on (laughs) out of the woods is actually one of my (laughs) one of my favorite songs on the album i don't it doesn't bug me i'm kind of wondering if somebody else wrote this album if it wasn't taylor swift's name on it would some of these talking points be the same well kind of but it was also really easy to find her she talks a lot about her own music. I think about this time she was trying to get out there to prove that she does really write her own stuff because Mm -hmm. that's one of the things that sets her apart to other artists that people like Mm -hmm. about her is because she quote unquote writes her own stuff. And I didn't, I didn't mean that as a douchey, like I'm not saying quote or unquote to be a smart ass. I'm such a dick, you know, just saying, I know. So she came out with a lot of shit, including on this album, the deluxe version that I talked about where she's actually saying, here's my writing process. This is what I do. Mm -hmm. And where I took that as more of an inner vision of, yeah, you're not really writing this. You're giving one 
key note to this amazing producer that turns it into this brilliant pop banger. Here you go. $10 million right here. Bam. There is insight to that. She does write this stuff herself. And so you do get to hear a lot of what her thought process was. And a lot of it is based on, you know, I was really into this guy and we were doing this and I had a hard time. Like she goes pretty full into it for somebody that doesn't want people to know what's going on in her life. But when you are a brand, like she's such a brand, Mm -hmm. she is, she is a brand, her face and her life and her, you know, everything. Not to talk about myself. This doesn't need to be on like a, anything. Rachel compares herself to Taylor Swift next. (laughs) As far as the blog goes, I really loved for a while. Like when I got divorced, writing about the dates I went on, because they were a fucking nightmare. They were hilariously bad at times. It's very funny, by the way. So if you ever can find it, I'm not going to give her details because, you know, female, this is a predominantly (laughs) male audience and I'm not giving any female info on here, but her her blog (laughs) is really fucking funny. So I loved writing about it and I think it's funny and I love people reading it. But when people talk to me about it, I don't want to talk about it. I can honestly relate. Like I get putting your art out there because it's good and it's cathartic. But then having people talk about it all the time, you're like, shut the fuck up. This is my job. This isn't all of who I am as a person. Does that make sense? I totally get what you're saying in a much more novice way, I guess. And now he's drinking PBR. How many different kinds of beer do you <laughs> I have a cooler, Dave. I have a cooler. <laughs> of course you do. That's we know why I this. love you. I'm going to bitch about one more thing on this album and then i'm actually gonna we can make it positive from here on out (laughs) (laughs) my biggest fucking problem with this album is song number one what i Mm -mm. fucking hate we're gonna fight when somebody like taylor swift gets to go to new york with you know nothing but a a guitar on her back and a dream and 250 million (laughs) dollars It bugs me that she gets to write a song about how beautiful New York is and how brilliant it is and look at all these bright lights and stuff like that. Yeah, you're fucking Taylor Swift. You could go anywhere and it's a beautiful place and it's so cool. And look, this is where dreams are made. These are not the songs about New York that I want to hear. It annoys the shit out of me. Here's why you're wrong. You shouldn't only be able to write about exactly what you're going through at that very moment. You should be able to write about the past and still have it be not necessarily applicable, but it's applicable to some people. I love that song. I think that song's great. I love that, again, it's telling a story. It's putting you like, this is how it feels. It's a bright, beautiful city, and it's so much fun moving here, and you're young, and anything can happen, and this is great. And just because, yeah, she's in the middle of her career at this point, and yes, she has bajillions of dollars, and I'm sure she has like multiple apartments that she's just throwing her luggage down at the doorstep of. But I feel like... Yeah, that bugs me. <laughs> for for yeah. other people, though, this could be very inspirational. It's like a fucking theme. It's... You're wrong. Bloomberg commissioned this song to put in New York And, and the production like, like went right along with it. <laughs> Mm-mm. Rachel, I love you, but we are not going to agree on this song. This song is <laughs> not good. That's fine. <laughs> it sounds like you fucking like it, Sven. I do. I do. The sounds, the synths that they chose, drum programming. For sure. I don't, it all fit. That's the thing that I love the most about this. Even the things that are like, you can tell it's regurgitated pop. The kick drum beat on half of the songs, it's the same thing. It just changes with the tempo. There's choice sounds that I think accent, like Welcome to New York, bright lights, flashy. I hear a lot of like things that are pinging around, 
fits the title and fits mm. the lyric. Yeah. I just feel like she wrote a song that's for like 1% of the population that belong in New York. No! And- it's for everybody that wants to move to New York. So that poor 17-year-old girl that hears that song and goes to New York, I want to ask her opinion on New York two weeks later. That's what I want. <laughs> How do you feel about that song now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's about the potential. Okay, but maybe this is is not so much about the reality of New York and more about that dream. The dream. People have written shit like this about L.A. I completely agree. I totally agree. It's a dream. L.A. We talked about my thoughts on L.A. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, I remember being... This is a snake eating itself. Um, Do you like the song Bad Blood? If you forgot what it is, I'll, I'll give you the lines. Now we got problems, and I don't think we can solve them. You made a really deep cut. And now we got bad Why do you have blood. to say it like that? Hey! That's how it deserves to be said. <laughs> <laughs> You're a dick. So, no, do you really, do you like that song? Me? This sounds like it is a girl to another girl. Is okay, that true? So, if I remember correctly, this was... Don't do that. Don't do that. You know, don't pretend no, like you're I, too cool to not know. I did not Google this specifically. Okay. But if right. I remember correctly from a couple years ago when this actually came out, it was about... Katy Perry poaching one of Taylor Swift's dancers, <laughs> the left dolphin at the Super Bowl or Shut something. Shut the fuck up. Seriously? I'm not even I'm not <laughs> even kidding. That's exactly what it's about. Oh, that makes the song so much better to me. But I think it's a little dramatic. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of my if point. I had to be, if I had to be honest. This is our first, you know, we have not, I've been told by a couple people, present company included, that we don't exactly cater to the ladies (laughs) on our show true which is very true i would like to i don't know how exactly exactly i don't know how so the only thing i can think of is to interact more with uh you know female-led podcasts and female people that will actually listen to our music and we don't have music. We have a podcast. Do you think you've really reviewed a lot of stuff that women listen to, though? Uh, if you don't listen to Lauren Hill, you're dumb. Well, you haven't if gone you there yet. Well, I mean, at this point, yes, you have. But Oh, that's true. Uh, well, okay. But so is that a sexist thing? Can't girls listen to fucking anything? I mean, gr- hey, um, girls can listen to anything. But is that how you're yeah. going to? I don't know. Stevie don't- Wonder? I honestly, like, at least I can relate to the Foo Fighters one. Like, I, I of course, I know who Foo Fighters are. So those ones were entertaining to me. But on one of the questions, and I might be skipping ahead so you can re-ask it later, but you had said something about like, if you could have anyone on this album, who would it be? And I Mm -hmm. was like, well, I really like that previous, I think on Red, she did a a duet with Ed Sheeran. Mm. And I was super into that. I fucking love that song. I think it's great. And their voices go really well together. And I was thinking, well, if I could have anyone, who would it be? And I couldn't think because I don't, I don't find myself listening to a ton of male vocalists. I was like, I don't know, Dave Grohl. Does that make sense? No, it doesn't. That does not make sense. It does after Medicine at Midnight. It absolutely uh, does. I mean, maybe. <laughs> if we were doing like Florence you know and the funny? Machine gonna... and like L King and like... Mm-hmm. Um, I like Florence and the Machine. I like Metric. I like I like a lot of the, and here's the thing. And I will like I frequently say my mom's my biggest fan. She listens to all these the morning that they release. My mom is the reason that I don't really go towards female vocalists. My mom does not like female vocalists. So I grew up in a house where she didn't listen to a lot of music. When she did, she didn't like 
female singing. Hmm. She didn't. And so I grew up, there's already a stigma of the real rock stars are the dudes. And I think I had that even more subconsciously pushed into my head mm-hmm. that the real true art was being written by the Kurt Cobains, not the Debbie Harry's, which isn't true. And the reason that I listen to mostly female vocalists is because I sing in the shower and it's hard for me to sing. Well, I could harmonize with a guy, but it's easier to sing melody with a woman. So we need to do more high voiced. We need to talk about the darkness and queen and yeah. and higher voiced. Those are all that's what you're yeah. saying. Male vocalists. Uh, that was the joke, Sven. <laughs> anyway, that's the whole point of this is I am conceding Into that. It. I'm conceding that we don't tailor all that well to females. So we're working on it. Give us a break. <laughs> yeah. Here's the thing. So I started listening because I like you guys But I wouldn't keep listening if you guys weren't good at what you do. Like, I wouldn't waste my time. There's My Favorite Murder if I want to listen to a podcast. There's plenty of other stuff to listen to. It's so fucking good. Well, that's the nicest thing anybody's ever said to be That is the nicest thing anyone's ever said. That's definitely going to be our sound clip for pretty much every <laughs> the whole episode every right sneak there. peek moving forward we're just gonna put that in there <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I think maybe in the end i want my artists i don't want the taylor swifts i want the i want the fiona apples i want the tortured fucking souls you like dark I, yes well, and, and, and i'm not saying and that, i'm not saying that's you fair are messed up I'm not saying that that's that's right, but in the end, when I hear Taylor Swift singing about New York, I don't respect it. And I'm not saying that that's right. That's just like we just said, that's just a personal opinion. Exactly. It's just a vibe. I mean, Taylor Swift is the same thing, Fiona Apple, with a bow and a vanilla bean frappuccino. Like, it's just <sighs> a, a sugared version of the same... I'm sorry. I will never. I know, I'm so sorry I said that. But it's just, it's the same like tortured shit, but it's just with a smile on its face. I can see where, you know, there's not a big difference as far as the message from blank space to oh sailor. Mm-hmm. I, I, I get what you're saying. That's exactly my point. It's for me, there's just something in my brain that says, no, Fiona Apple is a fucking artist. Taylor Swift is a brand. That's fair. I really wish we had video so you, <laughs> you could see Rachel's face when she said that. That's fair. <laughs> the angst Rachel has for me is prominent. It's thick. I think we will maybe take a break and then go to awards. Any last words that you want to put out there? Maybe either a, a last cutting word or an <laughs> olive branch. <laughs> No. <laughs> yeah, I don't see any olive branches getting offered up. <laughs> okay. All right. We will be right back. Let's do some Let's awards. Let's do some awards. Hey, I think you're drunk now. <laughs> Are you drinking the same drink? I took a page out of Evil's book and I made... You made a batch. I made a batch. Once again, thank you to Ocean Wolf. The song that you just listened to is Electri. I hope. At Ocean Wolf 77, check him out. He's got some good stuff. Let's do awards and categories. We are going to start with Amazon Reviews. Most of these Amazon reviews were about how bad the vinyl was. Literally, not physically. This vinyl is shit. This is the best review that I found. And I promise you, 
it is an A plus as far as comedy goes. <laughs> this is from Rebecca, who gave this album one out of five stars. What a bitch. Her, her title of the review is Disappointed. This is her review, and it, it just makes me so happy. I just love this review so much. It doesn't even sound like the original soundtrack. The fuck? <laughs> and I wish that we had a picture of both of your faces <laughs> at that moment. <laughs> uh, hot take. Do you two agree? Did this sound like Not the original soundtrack? Yeah. No, she's absolutely right. Not. Yep. <laughs> Was there a movie in 1989? Did you look no it up? No idea. No clue what the fuck she's taught. But either way, it's brilliant. <laughs> I don't influences and influencees what do you it's hard to it's anything that has that 80s synth yeah. vibe right yeah. like the annie lennox kind of yeah eurythmics mm -hmm. kind of yeah. eurythmics is a good comparison i don't know what came first did she record everything and then title it or she was like i i want to i'm gonna write something and i'm gonna call it 1989 and here's my sound that's you know what good uh, question and i didn't even think to research this did either of you research why she called this 1989 is it um, because of the sound of it i don't know but that was the year she was born oh fuck. That's, that's what i assumed was that yeah it was... uh fine wine or skunk beer award i don't think it will age poorly i don't think there's anything in it that is gonna be pulled up in a couple years and be like the fuck did you just say it's common Shakespeare. It's you gotta just, stop comparing her to Shakespeare. My God. She's just so good. <laughs> she's so eloquent. This album came out in 2014. It's 2021. I still hear it pop up on all the contemporary playlists. So obviously, commercially, it's some fine wine. Never mind the Bullocks Award. Rachel, mm -hmm. never mind the Bullocks Award. I'm just going to explain it for I know what Rachel. it is. Okay. God, I'm so sorry. I'm a She's fan, a fan. David. She listens. Is this she her best this. album? Is it her best album by far? I don't know if it's it's the best. I think it's it's the best writing-wise, and it's where she hit her maturity peak in writing and her talent. And it's not going to get any better. It's just going to be different. John Paul Jones Award. If you could replace her music. Sven, would you replace anybody on this album? No. Or add? No. Or? No. Absolutely no? not. I'd leave it at, yeah. It's your answer every time. A lot of times people know what the fuck they're doing. So they, they you get You just it love right everything. Right it's gross. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> I mean, that's why they have like a platinum soloing record and I don't. <laughs> they figured out who to put on the goddamn album. He's got a point. Rachel, uh, same question. I'm guessing no, but would you add somebody to this or... Take somebody away, or I, I would add Katy Perry so they could work Ooh. out their differences. It's kind of like when you like your kids yeah. don't like get yeah. along and you make them now wear we got the same shirt better together. Blood. <laughs> John Popper Award Best we Hook. Out of the woods, yeah, we out of the woods. Yeah, <sighs> isn't it supposed to be the best one and not the most irritating <laughs> one? I still like that it. That one is real bad. What's what's yours, Rachel? What's your best hook on this album? I think the Welcome to New York. It's been waiting for you. I, I just love the eye rub that we just got. Best riff or solo. It doesn't have to be guitar. It can be anything. They have this synth guitar daft punk thing going on at the beginning yep. of style, yep. which I don't like that song style, but they do have this really cool fucking synth guitar thing going that uh, when she starts singing, it becomes this kind of Tiffany thing. But mm. that yeah. is fucking awesome. I agree. I'm going to latch on to that style 
I don't know because that is one of my favorite songs it, too. It's good. Yeah. Not not the. It's... Just just say it's good. Don't, you don't have to qualify, quantify, whatever, <laughs> retract like half of the statement and and like dissect it's, this out too. It's so hard not to, it's but good. it is. I was gonna say the same fucking thing. I wrote '80s cop show vibe, sweet guitar. Yes. Uh, Surfer Rosa Award. I absolutely don't think that this is a Surfer Rosa album. It was good all the way through. Like I, you I really yeah, like this it, fucking album. Man. I know. I, this is why I, we couldn't talk about this album beforehand because I do. Time of Your Life Award. Rachel, what is the worst song in this oh album? Oh my god, where do I start? The Out of the Woods Man just makes me want to slip my wrists and sit in a bathtub. Because I love that song. I'm so sorry. Funny. Like it's. <laughs> no, it's <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. It's so painfully repetitive. I mean, it's worse than Blank Space. I know you. I love Blank like Space. You love that song. I'm sorry. I... It it was just overplayed. That's the thing. That's why people hate it. Three best songs on the album. Sven, wh- what are they? Style's my favorite. Then Welcome to New York. No yeah. shit. I know. Does that oh, hurt? God, come on, man. <laughs> and then um, <sighs> I don't know. Clean. Rachel, what are your three best songs I on this four. album? Okay. You can pick. Uh, give an honorable podcast. mention. It is my podcast. I'm going to hit up a song that we didn't even talk about for number one, which is All You Had to Do is Stay. And then I'm going to go with Blank Space. Third, Shake It Off, because it slaps. Fight Me. It's a good drum beat. My three favorite songs on this album are, we haven't even talked about this song, I Know Places. Okay. It's a good song. I don't love the singing so much, but the song is really well done. Here's Um, the thing. (laughs) There's nothing about Taylor Swift that screams, I'm an amazing singer. She's not an amazing vocalist. She's fine. And that's not what's drawing people in. It's the it's the storytelling. Right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> no. really good. I totally agree with you. And I actually like that about her. She doesn't try to be too much. She doesn't try to do what's out of her scope. Right. Yeah. <laughs> My number one favorite song is going to sit well with one of you and not with the other. My number one favorite song and the song that I would probably listen to again, uh, and I know my daughter will. God is, damn it. Are, are we out of the woods? No. That's a good fucking song. The song is It is. Garbage. <laughs> that's It's good. Uh, that's fine. I, all those times you thought I was trolling you. <laughs> And once again, it's it's very early. It's very Tiffany. It's very, I think we're alone now. And I, I can get down with that. <laughs> who won the album, uh, Rachel? Who who won the album? Um, every heartbroken 13 to 16-year-old girl in America. 36-year-old, 28-year-old, 42-year-old. <laughs> I mean, sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not like fucking oh, Foo shit. Fighters. They just shit out whatever they shit out. Here's oh. the last album. That album was garbage. We all know it. Oh, it was not good. But what's the difference? What's, what's the, the difference? difference? Honestly, what's the difference? They found an amazing pop producer and said, "Look what's going to be popular," and they pumped it out. And that's right. that's 1989. She found no. <laughs> okay, when we do the revisited for Foo Fighters, we gotta have Rachel back because then we're gonna have to come on now. Medicine at midnight. I'm so. I'm so Foo Fighter exhausted, though. They've just done so much better stuff. And that last album, that most recent album was... It was just different. It was different. It was was like like, their breakout album. You know what we should do? Not try. I agree with Rachel on that one. Sorry. 
defend who won this album. I'm going with Taylor Swift also. Clearly blasted her into the pop universe. She, I, For sure. I don't know. Uh, rate the album, Sven. Okay, on a scale of 37 bottle caps, I'm giving this one 30. That's pretty... We're seven shy of a perfect score. Yeah, it's a... I don't feel like I need to qualify what? it. <laughs> you rarely do. Rachel... <laughs> What's your rating for this album? I will give it, and this is going to shock you, three out of four Diet Coke and Vodkas. That's not that shocking. That's 75%. I can do that That's math. a very passing C. And I say that because it's got the most bangers, but not the best bangers. <laughs> Eloquently put. Thank you. <laughs> She's bang better. Fucking Diet Coke and Vodka. That describes everything you need to know about Taylor Swift. I gave this album three out of ten bright ruby red cherry lips of Taylor Swift's own lips for Taylor Swift. <laughs> you talked about her lips more times than she talked about her lips. What's insane about this album is I don't think I did. <laughs> I think you did. I think you're going to edit it out so it looks like you didn't talk about it, but you did. No, I'll even keep that line in there. But how many times talking about your own lips on one album is enough? I'm going to say one. How many songs does she talk about her lips? At least three. And that's too many. <laughs> that's about it. Rachel, you must have loved this experience. Are you glad that you came on and talked to us about 1989? You're allowed Taylor to Swift? lie if you need to. I have never been on a better podcast. You're the most charming hosts. You're so welcoming. That's very well put. This was really awesome. It's made me very happy, even though I was ganged up on. And now I need to go cry in the shower. <laughs> Rachel, thank you so much for coming on and talking to us. I would imagine that coming in on a show like this with an album like 1989, there was probably a few feelings of, are they just going to be asshole mm -hmm. dudes? But thankfully you edited all that out. Like we're <laughs> decent human beings. <laughs> Come back next week. We are doing a good old fashioned review. I gave Sven an album in Big Black Delta that I don't know why. I'm super vulnerable about, <laughs> so be careful because I very much love this stuff. We're going to get to play the music as well. And then uh, Sven gave me another pop dude that I don't know about in Charlie, is it Puth? Come on. How do you You're not know Charlie Puth? Yes, it's fucking Charlie Puth. I've never heard well. him in my life. Perfect pitch, Charlie Puth. Everybody, thank you so much for listening. Go to versecourseverse.com. If you listen on iTunes, please rate and review us. That really helps the algorithm for some reason Stuff. spotify follow youtube sven's doing the youtube subscribe thumbs up we're on everything else stitcher weezer boom pop snap whatever else love everybody thank you so much again oh, to rachel sick merch yes we sold out we have merch the merch uh, is actually really cool we have cool hats yeah sven's not wearing his hat i don't know why because so. i had to sell it to somebody because we're almost out rachel's not wearing her <sighs> shirt i don't know why i sold my shirt to somebody as well so how much <laughs> and what's our commission <laughs> okay <laughs> thank you so much to ocean wolf and we will see you next week Oh,